Have you heard of American Wagyu? No. Well, I'm here to tell you it is some of the most sought after beef in the world and I can get you two free pounds. So our new friends at Good Ranchers are giving you two pounds of their American Wagyu burgers for free with my code Dana. So not only does Good Ranchers sell 100% American meat that is steakhouse quality, it is one of the best burgers on the market. And you'll find boxes like the Ranchers Classic, their best-selling combo of beef and chicken, or the new Prepper Kit. And with meat prices soaring, Good Ranchers will help you stock up. Have food security and save $25 on every box for life just with your subscription. So as long as you're subscribed, your price is not going to change. Two pounds of free Wagyu burgers and zero inflation. Yeah, this offer is not going to last long. So visit GoodRanchers.com Dana to get a box of amazing American meat and get two pounds of free American Wagyu burgers plus free shipping. That's GoodRanchers.com Dana. GoodRanchers.com Dana. Dana. Thank you, Green. Canada is making it impossible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in that country. Would President Biden ever consider a similar restriction on handguns here? So, you know, we'll leave it up to other countries uh, to set their policy on gun ownership. Uh, the president has made his position clear. The United States needs to act, as I just laid out. He supports a ban on sale of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines and expanded background checks to keep guns out of the dangerous hands. He does not support a ban on the sale of all handguns, to answer your question. Hmm. Yeah, that was me. Um, that, well, the person talking wasn't me. That was Screen Jean-Pierre. And... She says he's been clear. Oh, so clear. The president has been clear. clear mud. Um, I don't think so. We'll discuss this. Welcome back to the program. Welcome back this week. It's Wednesday. And I just got a message that said my tweet deck is not going to be supported anymore beginning July 1st because Twitter hates things that are good. And I'm immediately going to just start spamming Elon Musk to bring it back and make it work again because I can't stand the web. I can't follow. It's a mess. So anyway, that all, that's my problem. It's my first world problem. Welcome to the show. Dana Lash here. It's good to be with you this Wednesday. He's clear, she says. Is he though? Because he, he said over the weekend he wants to ban Ulta guns, including 9mm, because they apparently... <laughs> you okay, Kane? I can't, I'm not trying to be, but he said it He said it because they apparently will blow the lungs out of an elephant. Who knew? It's not at all how ballistics work, but you know, he's going for theatrical effect, apparently not accuracy. So he said that he wanted to ban it. And then the White House is like, no, he doesn't want to ban it at all. See, because they're clear, right? He's so clear on things. No, he's done. You guys are so silly. He doesn't support. What do you mean a ban? He doesn't support a ban. Who's, who said that? I don't know that. He doesn't support a ban. I'm just, this is, I'm paraphrasing the Hill piece to you. Corrine Jean-Pierre and the White House, they were saying, no, 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 Biden doesn't want it. He doesn't know. He doesn't support that. What are you silly people talking about? He doesn't support a sale. Even though, yes, even though over the weekend, he totally did. He said he did. He said, yes, I, I, Joe Biden, support a sale on or support a ban on the sale of nine millimeters he so he that's what that's what the whole soundbite was that's why every, it got played so many times because it's like every gun so 
now they're walking it back. They're walking it back for a reason. They're walking it back because another piece says that Democrats are out of sync when it comes to that assault weapons ban. They're not all on the same page. And they said that it's some people want to focus on more. They said more modest reforms, things that have better chances of getting Republican support, bipartisan support. You know, and that makes sense. Because banning all of the guns, it doesn't seem like that's a hot ticket for support for everybody, right? It doesn't, it doesn't seem like that that's going to be the way to go. Yeah, we're going to ban everything. Mm-hmm. All the things we're banning. Yeah, sounds great. Mm. So one, it, there, was, there was one analyst who said Biden's realizing that if he comes out with an assault weapons ban, it's not going to. It's not going to go anywhere because you have to have 10 Republicans to break a filibuster. There's no way they're going to have 10 Republicans break a filibuster because those those Republicans would be forever known as the Republicans that decided to cave on 2A. And that would be that would haunt them for the rest of their careers. So, yeah, not really. Not really. Uh, The thing that they that they need that they that they're that they really need to go to come to start with going into and it's never worked it's never worked in any night in the 90s when democrats decided with clinton in the white house they decided that they were going to lead with us they ended up losing their majorities and that's when the economy wouldn't even as horrible as it is now so i don't know if they've learned their lesson i think some of the senior members who are older than dirt have because they were there in the white house the whole time They've been around since the the dinosaurs, so maybe they still do. But they're they're going back. He does. That's the whole thing. He gave he he showed everybody the cards yesterday. It's always been about everything. It's always been about every single firearm, not just rifles. Now, legislatively, there are a couple of things that I had a piece that came out for the newsletter last night, and I have another one that's going to be for the subscribers, and. It gets into all of this and also we're watching some of the legislation that is coming out of this too because there's the protecting our kids act that's in the house so there there are a couple of pieces of legislation that passed out of the house that have to deal with gun control and that went on to the senate there are a few senate bills that had and we talked about that they don't reconvene until the sixth and then they're going to push on that really hard there's a vote tomorrow apparently in the house for some of the stuff to get out of committee. One of those is the Protecting Our Kids Act, and it's based, It's all about banning guns. It's not about, at all about It's not at all about hardening schools, which, by the way, the administration doesn't want to do that either. I don't know if you saw this soundbite or saw the soundbite. Did you see the sound? You, did you see it? I've been juggling a lot of information here. Audio soundbite three. I want you to listen to Corinne Jean-Pierre and where Biden stands on school security. Listen to this. Um, and so the problems is the problem is what with, is with guns and not having uh, and not having legislation to really deal with an issue uh, that is a pandemic here in this country. Uh, and so uh, you know that is that is not his focus, uh, obviously. And uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to schools and and I don't know what he said specifically about about schools. I know there's been uh, conversation about hardening schools. That is not something that he believes in. He believes 
believes that we should be able to to give uh, teachers the resources to be able to do the job uh, that they're meant to do at school. Hmm. So it's not about protecting kids. It's about banning guns. Yeah. The response is to render you at, incapable of protecting them, too. To render you as helpless as those parents that had to stand outside the school. Now, the administration in this, in this statement here from Corinne Jean-Pierre, they contradicted two separate commissions comprised of educators and security experts. One of those was the Sandy Hook Advisory Commission. The other is the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Commission. The conclusion of these commissions settled upon increasing school security, controlling ingress and egress, having locked doors, an SRO, all of this stuff. Two separate commissions contradicted by the White House. Because they don't want to focus on school security. Now, there's back and forth information still coming out of Uvalde. And some of that information was whether or not the door was open or unlocked. So now yesterday evening it came out. No, no, no. The door was unlocked. That's one thing that's remained unchanged. But there was one report that had said that the that a teacher had left it open. A teacher had contradicted that report. And said, no, I closed it. I specifically remember the slam of the door. Now, one of the other details that just came out this morning is that the door, when it is closed, is supposed to automatically lock from the inside, which it failed to do because apparently that mechanism doesn't work. But we're not going to examine that. We just want to ban your guns. And we're going to go after 9mm and handguns, things that actually weren't involved in this, but whatever. Again, contradicting the numerous recommended security measures from these two commissions, the Sandy Hook Commission and Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Commission. Hmm. Now, I told you how last week Senator Chuck Schumer tanked a school safety proposal instead of looking ways to improve if he disagreed with anything. It seemed pretty bipartisan enough. Senator Ron Johnson brought this bill in, and it was specifically about school safety. And Schumer said, quote, hardening schools would have done nothing to prevent this shooting. That's what he said. Now, He had said, he had added later, there were guards and police officers already at the school when the shooter showed up. More guns won't protect our children. Actually, now we know that that didn't happen at all. That there were not, in fact. There was no SRO. No one was there at the school grounds. So Schumer tanked this bill, wouldn't allow it to come to pass, and said that, well, you know, more guns isn't going to work. Well, this is just simply about codifying what is existing into putting it into action that's all that's all that's what this is about and so schumer he said well we could tack the bill on as an amendment to the domestic terrorism prevention act which received opposition from republicans because it was another way to 
diminished due process, and it included some slush fund stuff, none of which was good. So he decided, no, we're there. they're not serious about protecting kids. And I can say that based on tanking school safety proposals, refusing to listen to commissions that are comprised of, and I'll add, not just security experts and not just educators, but parents of the children lost themselves in Parkland, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Commission and the Sandy Hook Commission. Now, this so, I, I, it, I get so frustrated because this is the stuff that makes it to where nothing will change. And then we see the embattled Uvalde School District Police Chief, Pete Arandondo, he has stopped communicating with the investigation. He apparently, according to NBC and uh, numerous other publications, they've been trying to get him on record, he hasn't responded for days to state investigators about any of this. In fact, earlier today, local media had said that the Uvalde ISD chief, Pete Arandondo, he was at school district offices and district officials ordered media off the property saying that their public school facility building is private property and they're not taking any questions. Now, let's remember here, the gun control lobby doesn't want you to carry because they say these people, the ones who were specifically outside tasing parents, the ones who were outside telling everyone to stand down, not the ones who were off-duty, who bravely ran into the building. But our government says that only those people are allowed to protect lives. Do you agree with that? we got a lot to get into. And, of course, we're going to explore this. We'll give you, bring you all the latest when any legislation moves from committee to the floor of either the House or Senate. Caltech Innovation is back-to-back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent-pending 15-round extended magazine. Now other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reverse reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first up close and personal at keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. This is a comedic skit in the making, and apparently it was a big mainstream media, like, op. It says LGBTQ, because it's Rainbow Capitalism Month, and we're going to totally make fun of this, the rainbow capitalism from all these companies, because nobody cares, company. I don't care what my crackers think, okay? And I'm not talking about my white people. I'm talking about, like, the edible, consumable item. They, 
NBC actually tweeted this. It said, LGBTQ Ukrainians who sign up for the war have taken to sewing the image of a unicorn to their uniform. The practice harks back to 2014 when Russia invaded Crimea, when lots of people said there are no gay people in the army. Who cares? Who cares? I mean, do you think like in the middle of like killing the op, you know, the uh, the enemy, you're going to stop and be like, oh, a unicorn. Look at that. So look at the stitches. So even. Nobody cares. Stop it. Moving on. Put these damn things back. Egypt unearthed a trove of artifacts, including 250 mummies in an ancient necropolis. I, you know, did you ever hear that story of that guy and the woman he eventually married and they stumbled across this mummy and this old Book of the Dead? And oh, wait, that was the mummy, the movie, because that's how this stuff happens. Archaeologists said they uncovered a trove of ancient artifacts at the necropolis, uh, Saqqara, which I've been watching this documentary, full trooping on. It includes mummies and bronze statues dating back 2,500 years. And they said, and by the way, did you know the plural of sarcophagus is sarcophagi? Just like the plural of Elvis is Elvi. Uh, They said well-preserved mummies inside, all kinds of other stuff. And they found uh, all kinds of dead people wrapped up in tissue. So there you go. Bunch of mummies. And the world's probably going to end now. There's a big old plague coming out. Just wait. Uh, China moves to buy a major American news outlet. Uh, You won't notice any of the coverage changing. Yeah, you won't. They said a CCP company wants to buy Forbes to help push their agenda. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think that's mm. Fisher testing positive for antidepressants, prostate medications, antibiotics as pain relief and pain relievers as human wastewater makes its way out to sea. Florida International University and Bonefish and Tarpon Trust, they studied 93 fish and they said, yeah, they had an average of seven drugs in their system. So their blood pressure is probably ga- probably great and they're happy, right? Stay here. Folks, how much control do you really have over your finances? So lately, we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant. And we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms, and they do the same with your finances. This is why I believe in diversifying with gold. Gold is physical. Gold is tangible and gold is safe from government control and gives you true control over your wealth, control that isn't tied to government regulated financial markets. The folks at Legacy Precious Metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family. Take control of your financial situation and call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. No, no, no. no. Just so you all know. Just so you all know, obviously, we're not going to release anything. We have have people in our community being buried, so... So we're going to be respectful. I, I just want your reaction we're gonna, we're gonna, to we're gonna be, the director gonna, McGraw we're gonna, saying that you were responsible for the decision right. we're to go into be, that room. How do you explain yourself? To we're going to be respectful to the family. I understand and, that, and, but you have an opportunity point, oh, sure, and we're, to explain and we're gonna, yourself to the parents. And just so you know, we're going to we're gonna do that eventually, obviously. When? And whenever this is done, we'll let the, the families quit grieving. 
then we'll do that obviously. And just so we have, just so everybody and just so everybody just so everybody feels. knows, we've been in contact with DPS every day. Just so you all know. They say every not, day. They say that you're not cooperating. I've, I've been on the phone with them every day. So they you say you're not cooperating. So take just, two just, seconds. Just, just, sure, just, just so you know, we've been talking to them every day. What, what, I, is, I your, what is your reaction? Y'all have a good day. What is your reaction, sir? Hmm. Yeah. Well. There you have it. That's uh, that's the sheriff that won't... He says he's talking to DPS, but he's actually not talking to DPS. Uh, Pete Arandondo. And that was at Uvalde, their school district. He apparently, the reports are that he stopped cooperating with DPS. And DPS officials have been critical of the local police, particularly the chief of police. And they said that Arandondo did an initial interview, but he's not responded to any kind of request for a follow-up interview. They said he's not, I mean, out, I mean, and there they were. They basically called the police as Aaron Dondo was inside. So they're protecting Aaron Dondo. Just wish they, hmm. I, I, welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here. I love how the left goes, oh, I thought you backed the blue. First off, can I be honest with you for a minute? I, um, I back uh, good lawful constitutional enforcement. That's what I back. I back the law. I don't like pledging fealty to groups. Never have. And for the people who are too stupid to realize that support for good enforcement is not the same thing as universal support for all enforcement, don't listen to the show. Don't join the folks in the chat because your stupidity might be catching I mean, it could be like a variant of monkeypox or something. We don't know. I can't stand that stupid, insipid, vapid response. But I think it's important to realize that here you had that, you had the Guns Free School Zones Act and you had all of these law enforcement officers, the local, and, and you had off-duty officers that went in. Love the story of the guy who was getting his hair cut at the barber, grabbed a shotgun when his wife texted him and, man, he, was, he went and helped get kids evacuated. And the other off-duty border patrol put his, grabbed his tack vest out of his car and goes in and breached the classroom. This is just like what happened after Parkland. There was so, you had the Coral uh, Police Department, uh, Cape Coral Police. They were livid with Broward. That, their their uh, chief was livid with Scott Israel. Livid with him. They said everybody else was doing stuff, and this guy went and looked for the cameras. That's what they, I mean, they were livid. This all happened like the day after <clears throat> they started fighting. And I thought that that was, that was very interesting because you clearly could see that somebody messed up. They were trying to cover and the other people weren't going to allow them to. And it's so similar to this, what we're seeing here. So similar. But yeah, that's, that's some... Um, as I was saying, it's not about protection. It's about banning stuff. Now, there's something... They're, they're going to have a vote about... Uh, I think it's the Protecting Our Kids Act. Uh, it's a 40-some-odd page bill. It's a gun control bill that's going to apparently get voted out of committee. They're going to try to vote out of committee com- tomorrow and put it on the House floor. That'll pass the House just because they have a majority, but it's not going to go anywhere in the Senate because you would... I mean, there's no way they're going to be able... They, they're not going to make 60. There's just no way it's, it's going to happen, especially while they're simultaneously saying that they have zero interest in hardening schools or, or doing anything as it relates to school security, which is a complete, 
contradiction <clears throat> of those Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Commission and the uh, Sandy Hook Commission as well. So there's just you can't you can't just propose one thing and not not look at school security. You have to look at school security. This is a requirement. There's a lot of stuff. If you sign up for the newsletter, I, I have a lot of things in there, including data about where offenders get their firearms, two reasons why age restrictions and universal background checks fail. I put a ton of stuff in there for you about the assault weapons ban, about how it failed the first time around and it will fail again. We also talked about gun-free zones. Speaking of which, I wanted to play for you, and we're going to get into the economy and all this other stuff as well, but I wanted to play for you this audio soundbite 17. Uh, this mother ran into Rob Elementary so she could get her, t- her kids out. She disregarded the order to stand down and not go in, and she ran in. Listen to this. Just ran to, straight to my classrooms that I need to get to, got my kids. We ran out. And that was, yes. Mm-hmm. Everything was going on. The shooting was still going on. And I, all I could hear is that he was farther than the other son. So I made the, I tried to make it to the other son. Were your, Were your children at the funeral home hiding? Um, no, my niece's class was at the funeral home, behind the funeral home hiding. That's why we couldn't find their class for a long time. So you still heard, like, gunshots? Yes, and I still was in there. She brought flowers to the memorial because she realized that not other parents were able to go in and do that. A lot of them were stopped. And notice how now there's not a lot of news coming out about any of this anymore from Uvalde. Have you noticed that? Very interesting, isn't it? You're not really, you're not hearing from Arandondo. You're not hearing from you're not you're not you don't even hear a lot of media interviews with with some of the parents. That's it's very interesting. There's no clear answers and it's absolutely inexcusable. Absolutely inexcusable. We're going to come back to this because we have still more on it. Uh, the mask situation, the administration is appealing the mask thing the department of justice has asked a court because a federal judge in florida voided biden's excuse me administration's mask mandate for travelers and now biden the biden administration is asking the court to reverse that requirement because they want people to wear masks again on public transportation which is so stupid i can't believe we're still doing the mask thing but we are we're still doing the mask thing applying to people as young as two years old it's not going to happen It's endemic, and they need to stop preventing people if they test positive from coming back into the United States. It's no, it's, it's, I mean, come on. It's no different than, you know, another upper respiratory virus. Do you stop them from coming in if they got the flu or if they got strep or anything like that and they're a citizen? You know what? If you are stopped, you should just like go fly to Mexico and then just walk across the Rio. Nobody's going to do anything. You might even get money. Uh, Also, additionally, I have to share this with you because I could not believe this when I first read it. So in California, yeah, 42, Article Title 42, you were saying, Kane. Kane's like, what about Title 42? Yeah, because Apparently that's, no that's no good, but the masks are, exactly. California, they have an appeals court that ruled. Now, follow me here. It's going to be weird. They ruled that bees are fish for the purpose of the State's Endangered Species Act. And they literally have it in here so weird that a fish while commonly understood that a fish lives in aquatic environments terrestrial invertebrates 
including bumblebees, qualify legally so that they can protect them. It, 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 a bee can identify as a fish. If a man can identify as a woman, a bee can identify as a fish. And, right? Isn't that how that works? Science. Science. I Look, I'm for protecting bees. I'm not against that. Oh, I love bees. They're great. But like the actual bees that make honey. All the other ones can just die in a fire. What? This is no way to <clears throat> no. do it. Classify them as fish? It's unreal. You're, why are you a bigot? I learned it from watching you. <laughs> That's it's it's a, it's like a meme. I mean, there's the the case is trying to prevent. They were looking at endangered bees and other insects. They didn't want them to get protected status because they have almond grower. They have an almond industry. Big almond. I'm just gonna stay. We're doing it. Big almond. Big nuts over there in California. You walk right into it. I watched Norm Macdonald's special last night, and my mood has been influenced ever since. So I, I'm just going to apologize in advance <clears throat> because it was amazing. I really, you got to watch it. He did it. It was his last special. It was right when lockdown happened. And Norm and I were, we were friends, but not like, you know, him and David Spade were friends, right? Like I knew him and we talked and he would message every now and then. And the last question he asked me was about gold. It was funny. And he was, he was he was uncharacteristically, to me, it seemed concerned about uh, the virus and lockdown. And then we all know why, because he had cancer. He died of cancer. Didn't even tell anybody. Like, even his closest friends didn't even know he was dealing with cancer. That's why he, was, he had gained weight, because he was on medications and that. But, um, yeah, uh, had cancer, and uh, people knew what was up, but he never really talked about it. But he did. He sat in his house in front of his stairs, and he had everything draped. And he had his headphones on. And a light, and he literally sat in front of a computer and went through a whole stand-up routine. And it was so interesting, the medium, because stand-up requires so much of that synergy between the comic and the audience. And yet he still had such a presence that you st- you didn't notice it. I mean, the first couple of minutes, you're like, okay, I notice it. And then you didn't anymore, because it was Norm. And he was so funny and hysterical and oh my gosh, he went there and it, it, it's so great. There's so many parts, so many parts of this that I can't, you got to watch it. It is hysterical. It was one of the funniest things. And it really, it was a, it was a routine where he really, he went right up to the edge of discussing what was up, but he never dove into it. It, it, it you could definitely tell. It was a routine, especially watching it after we all know, you know what happened and what he was struggling with. It was a routine that he, w- he, was, he was addressing his own mortality. And he was just very, just like Norm MacDonald. He did one of the best things that he, because you never know anything that he does. You never know if it's a bit. You just don't. And he, and even his own friends, like they never knew some of the times that he would do stuff whether they, he was setting them up for a bit or something. Like when he would drop into, he'd message me and ask me about Bitcoin and I'm terrified to answer because I'm like, is this a bit? Like, I don't know. It's too funny. But he was super, he really was very genuine and super kind. But um, man, that last joke that he told, it was one of the most classic because he'll make a point, 
And then he walks up the hill around the barn, you know, out over the road and then comes back and then hits it again. And it was, oh gosh, it was so good. Kane watched it. It was, it, they started streaming it last night. You watched it, right? It was, it was you know, because obviously since his passing, you know, you, you catch up on old specials that you haven't seen or right. you just sort of binge on the Norm McDonald stuff. And it's been a couple months. And when this popped, and I was able to watch it last night with my son. It was like literally so tears good. of joy. Oh my gosh! You know, so during the good. whole thing, and then then the banter between you know Dave Chappelle yeah. and and uh, David so they had, Letterman. They had a whole roundtable of these other comics who knew him really well. It was it weird to you to see Dave Letterman and Conan and O'Brien Conan in, in the, the same, same room? Yeah, talking to each other. I mean, wild. they they sort of have you know that that uh, commonality with NBC. But um, yeah, that was that was a really good ending to what Norm did. <laughs> In that special. I love it how he was like, you know, words, you know, things change. And he's like, you know, can you believe that they're going to look, you know, people will look back on us and, and think, man, can you believe how they used to define women? I mean, uh, you know, they didn't have a, I can't say the word he said, but it's, it's, uh, how do we, slang for a male rooster. Let's say that. And that's not it, Kane. You don't call male roosters penises. You don't do that. It's not how that is. But it was, and he would just make, you know, little remarks. Like, it was just so funny. Which brings me to our story about rainbow capitalism. Can I just, and I'm going to come back to this, but let me, because, and I noticed the the Marines did this. The Marines. Because apparently it's Pride Month or whatever, so they have uh, a whole tweet about it. And then NASCAR has a whole tweet. NASCAR goes, as we celebrate LGBTQ, blah, 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 blah. We acknowledge the recent actions have not aligned with NASCAR's mission to be a welcoming sport for all. We remain steadfast in our commitment to create a more inclusive environment in our workplaces, the racetrack, and in the stands. So here's my question. Maybe you can answer. I've been to some NASCAR events, and I've never seen this. Maybe you've been to some NASCAR events, and you have seen this. Is there like a bouncer just for the gays at NASCAR? Like, shooing the gays away from the track? Shoo! Get! I mean, I'm... I have no idea why. It's about driving a car around a track. Right? I don't know what that has to do with how you have intimate relations (laughs) with people of the same sex because it's it's a car that goes around a track. Right? Am I missing something? I mean, there is a joke there, but shut up. I'm just, think about this. I'm going to put, because it's rainbow capitalism, everybody from grocery stores to orthopedic inserts are going to be coming out with rainbow statements. And, and, and I also was told that that's not the, the actual colors. The rainbow is not adequate enough anymore. Now they have all these pastel colors. I hate pastel colors. They're really horrible. I just hate them. You know why? They're, they're, they're weak. I hate pastels. Anyway, I just have questions. I didn't, is there like a bouncer specifically for the gays? Like when you walk up to the gate, is someone standing there at the gate? Like looking to get at you, pointing you out? Like, wait a minute, that one right there. He's wearing a hue of pink. Or is there like questions that you have to answer if you approach the gate? Are they like, do they do they ask you to name all the different shades of like pink or something? And if you say salmon or coral, then you're bounced because the assumption is you'd have to be gay to know that. I don't know. 
I just am, I have made of questions. Almost every day we hear about another major corporation that's gone woke, tormenting their employees with progressive propaganda and funding organizations that seem to hate the country and values and free speech and rights in the Constitution. So this is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. It's America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service. Plus, you get the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life, and liberty. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and they're 100% US-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations that fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans, and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make that switch today. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT today. The Dana Show. Well, I went long that last segment, but it was worth it because we have two other hours coming at you, including rainbow capitalism. Has anyone asked what Cheez-Its thought? We got to know. We have to know. And is it just Cheddar Jack or White Cheddar? Sidebar, is White Cheddar racist? We'll discover it. I feel like doing like a Geraldo dive. You know, and then there's nothing in Al Capone's tomb. We've got, or his vault, a lot of stuff still on the way. The economy, energy, big gov, law and order, Durham, guns, fun, crayons, rainbows, cats and dogs. Cancel culture is coming to your bank and holding the wrong political views might soon leave you out in the cold. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest episode of The Bill Walton Show, Todd Zwicky, Paul Watkins, and I discuss what is already happening, how the Biden administration is already pursuing this agenda, and what we can do about it. This progressive culture offensive is relentless. It's coming for you, and you won't hear about this anywhere else. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. With that, we understand that housing prices have increased a lot. The pandemic certainly exacerbated that. There's new research that suggests that a lot of it is because people are, are working from home. And so they want to have more space in order to do so. What? That's not how that works. Okay, first off, welcome back to the program. Dana, last year with you. We're in a weird mood because we watched Norm McDonald's special last night. We're happy to have you here this Wednesday. That was Biden's economic advisor, Cecilia Rouse. Housing prices have increased because people are working from home. That's why the home values have gone up. Because the people are working from home. That's not why they're going up and... There's a difference between the house prices going up and house values going up. Those are literally two different things. But she's, count, she's counting on people not knowing this. Right. That's the thing. I mean, they're counting on people not knowing any of this, which is kind of sad. But, I mean, his, the, I mean, the whole, this plus the whole Putin's price hike, which was one of the stupidest things ever. I have a poll here. It's a big entity, and it's a pretty sizable survey. Yeah, nobody believes it. Nobody's believing. Nobody's buying this. No one believes this. No one believes the spin. The Trafalgar Group 
whose name I always just don't care to say, they, they did a national survey on inflation. And they said, which do you believe is the leading contributor to rising inflation in the U.S.? Here are your options. President Biden's policies and spending. Russia's war with Ukraine. Not sure. 59.9% picked presidents, President Biden's policies and spending. 31% picked Russia's war with Ukraine. How are 8% of the people not sure? I just, like, who are you people? Are you under a rock? So that's, nobody buys this. Nobody's believing this because nobody believes the whole Putin's price hike thing because it's stupid. Well, it's, you know, it started before he invaded. So what happened is there was a break in the space-time continuum. And that is what resulted. And then you stayed home. So that's why everything is askew. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, it's like TikTok explains inflation. That's what this is. The U.S. is going to see higher gas prices if oil production is an increase. This is the former energy secretary. Today in duh, we know this. These are all things we know. We know this. I mean, it's so very obvious. And then you had Biden threw uh, Powell under the bus for the inflation. He met with Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, to declare he's respecting the central bank's independence. And yeah, they met. Yeah, that's what happened. And then they decided to, they're trying to figure out how to shift blame away from Biden onto anybody, somebody, anybody else ahead of midterms. And I, nobody thinks that he's, you know, nobody thinks that he's, he, no, this is not a thing. Here's what's funny. There was a, a really interesting piece from New York Times, and it, it was from June 13, 27. It says, a president at war with his Fed chief five decades before Trump. They're talking about Lyndon B. Johnson, right? Lyndon B. Johnson seemed kind of like a doucher, like a, but like a very aggressive jerk, right? Because he was super tall, and he used his height. Like, he would, he would purposely tower over people, even friends, to make them, or allies politically, to, to, as like a, a power play. So this story, it got into what happened when he met with the Fed chief privately, because publicly Biden's going to say things that, you know, he's going to, I don't really even think that he's sentient enough to be aggressive privately. But this was just a fun thing. Zero Hedge had it, that they discussed how the Fed chief met with Biden and says Martin flew down to Johnson Ranch on Monday, December 6th, along with other advisors. This is, again, going back, this is LBJ. The president met them at an airstrip behind the wheel of his Lincoln convertible. They piled in and he drove to the house. There, Johnson got Martin alone and did not mince words. According to different accounts, a six-foot-four Johnson pushed the shorter Martin up against the wall. Quote, you went ahead and did something that you knew I disapproved of that can infect my entire, entire term here, Johnson said, as Martin recalled later in an oral history. Quote, you took advantage of me and I'm not going to forget it because here I am, a sick man. You got me in a position where you can run a rapier into me and you've run it. And he says, Martin, my boys are dying in Vietnam and you won't print the money I need. That's their private conversation. This is what Joe Biden said publicly about meeting with Powell. This is audio soundbite. Uh, which, that's 13. Thank you. 13,000. And uh, my plan is to address inflation. It starts with a simple proposition. Respect the Fed. Respect the Fed's independence which I have done and will continue to do. I just don't think he knows enough about how the economy works to say anything other. Someone told him that, and that's what he's going with. That's what he's going with. 
very different, different, uh, just weird. And then Janet Yellen, because inflation, now the White House realizes that they need to pretend to be concerned about inflation. I think they're only concerned about inflation in so much as how it affects Biden's reelection and how it affects Democrats coming up in November. So CNN said White House plans to spend next month focusing on the economy amid inflation concerns. Yeah, better late than never. And Janet Yellen said that she was wrong. She goes, I was wrong then about the path that inflation would take. I didn't, she said, I at the time didn't fully understand. That was her direct quote. Yeah, play this. Look, I I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. As I mentioned, there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and food prices and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time didn't fully understand. But we recognize that now uh, the Federal Reserve is taking the steps that it needs to take. It's up to them to decide what to do. She didn't fully understand it. Remember, they said, no, 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 it was temporary, it's transitory, over and over again. Temporary, transitory. Ron Klain said it's a, quote, high-class problem. Oh, Oh, wow. She didn't fully understand. They were warned. Biden was told, your $2 trillion rescue plan here, you're going to destroy the economy. Inflation is going to skyrocket. Everybody, even Obama's economists were out there going, yeah, this is, this is too dumb even for us. And they did it anyway. They did it anyway. Larry Summers, this is a piece from Washington Post. This is February 4th of 2021. Obama economic advisor Larry Summers told the administration, stop your damn spending. He said it brings big risks. They, wa- they were warned over and over again. RNC, uh, they were, they, there was this video that they had had of Gene Sperling. He's a senior advisor to Biden. In fact, actually, I watched this live. He was on with, uh, what's her name, Sandra Smith in the afternoon. And he was asked, what is the plan to fight inflation? And Smith asked him repeatedly, okay, so what's the plan? And he was like talking circles around her. And she asked him again in a different way. He just kind of talks circles around her. And then he, he goes, then he just starts yelling. He just starts yelling. He has no, he had no idea what to even say to this. He had no idea what to even say to this. This is Gene Sperling. This is in Slack. This is, I watched this live and I just, my jaw kind of dropped. I could not even believe what I was watching because he just got mad. Listen to some of this. This is crazy. These are pretty simple questions. And, you know, we appreciate you joining us, but people just want to know what the plan is. I mean, gas prices all time high, inflation at a 40 year high. You know what? The president just, in his piece makes the case what? that the economy is driving. Here, here, here's the deal I just go through the plan 
and you just pretend that I didn't say it, you just ignore but, it, and you the, just but, ask but the, the same question. It's plan, your show, if geez. that's what you want to do, but when I'm going through this and you just interrupt, I don't see how that's helping your viewers. Now, you could say we, that we, you we, disagree with the plan. We give you quite a bit of time plan. to explain. By the way, by the way, last, last time I was on this show, you were upset because I was talking about the Rick Scott plan that was a, that no a, a leading Republican who was going to raise taxes. Right. And then you said, oh, that's not the plan. You don't have a plan to discuss on the Republican side. You have no plan. Democrats I'm here are in leadership. A plan that the president <laughs> the just House, laid the Senate, out. The White the president House? just laid out. And you want the plan the to come from just Republicans? Laid out in the Wall Street Journal. And you just want to keep asking the same question. If you'd like to discuss, let's discuss. Should we give Medicare the power oh my to gosh. lower prescription so, And she prices? asked a good question. He's not going to answer. Democrats are the majority. You have the, the president of the United States is a Democrat. You kind of got elected because you said you were going to have answers to this stuff. And you're like, well, the Republicans don't didn't give us answers. Well, hell, you're the ma- you wanted control. You got control. And you're mad because you got to do the work? Republicans' proposals have been to cut taxes. And we all know how Biden re, you know, responded to Trump's tax cuts, which, by the way, sparked some of the most, the yeah. record number of taxes that come into the government. It's, it's a nightmare. Gene Sperling. Yeah, I watched it. He got so mad. He got madder. Like, it kept going. He just got super mad. Uh, and she was, she's not, like, Sandra Smith isn't a partisan. I mean, I think she, I think fiscally she leans conservative. But she never really, like, politicizes stuff. Like, she'll, you know, she just brings it, in, and if it's bad, if it doesn't make any sense economically, then she says so. And she knows enough about, you know, the Fed and all this other stuff where she can go toe-to-toe with these guys. I just thought that was wild. I just, I just, I, I remember... I was in my office and I I actually stopped and I watched because he got so mad and she kept asking him in various different ways. Like maybe he didn't understand her. They'll talk around. So she'll go back to it because she wanted an answer. He wouldn't give her one. He just starts yelling. And then he decides to ad hominem her. Oh, well, you and you. She's asking you the question and he's like making her the avatar for the entire GOP. Hell, you don't even know what she is. Just so wild. So coming up, Biden is very excited about the Coast Guard fighting the weather. We're going to talk about that. We also have uh, Irish Bob flip-flopping again on taking your guns. We got audio, new audio from Irish Bob on that. So you don't want to miss any of that. And then we're going to get to, uh, we got more on the economy, more on energy. I got a lot of stuff that you don't, that you, you, you're going to need to know as we roll into this evening. And then tomorrow, a lot of legislation Uh, some movement in the house on the hill and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech a new poll conducted by the trafalgar group uh, says that the majority of 2022 likely voters support properly trained whether it's armed teachers or sros in schools there were um, uh, there was over a thousand people who are considered likely voters. The survey was from May 25th to the 29th. The margin of error is two percent, and uh, looks like I mean it's a pretty pretty decent. They said that 57 percent support having an SRO or trained and armed teacher in schools, which 
again, that goes in with the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Commission. It goes in with the Sandy Hook Commission as well, which the president opposes. Biden is set to host a roundtable for with baby formula manufacturers. Finally, they said that they're going to try to they're going to spend two billion to strengthen the nation's food supply system when all they have to do is stop with the FDA ridiculousness and stop banning the imports of 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 formula from Europe. I don't know why they got to spend two billion dollars on this. Because you know that's not it's not going to be spent. Do you think they're actually going to be going to buy and baby? For no, it's going to be a slush fund. It's what these people always do. This is crazy. And also remember that bisons are not like pets. Okay, a bison gored a woman who who approached it in Yellowstone National Park. The park said tourists, obviously, we've known this for our entire lives, should stay clear of these animals, recommending at least 25 yards between them, bison, bighorn sheep, and other types of animals. But this woman approached this bison, and she wasn't named. She got a puncture wound and other injuries, was taken to Eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center. No one no one knows anything about her, her condition. It wasn't released. It's the first reported incident this year involving a park visitor threatening a bison. So the the animal responds because it feels threatened, and so it's going to respond accordingly. Uh, apparently, it gored her and tossed her 10 feet in the air. Just don't... You can't walk up to them. They're not like big dogs. You can't walk up to them like that. Good grief. A Supreme Court... The Supreme Court clerks in this ongoing investigation over who leaked that draft opinion on uh, uh, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, uh, the uh, abortion case. Now, Supreme Court clerks are being asked for their phone records as draft leak investigation ramps up. Very interesting. We got a lot more on the way, including media and rainbow capitalism and more. Stick with us. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. I'm not interested in taking anything from anyone. What I want to make sure that we do is defend the Second Amendment. I just took the position that, that may not be politically popular, may be too honest, that not only should no one be able to purchase an AR-15 or an AK-47 because they're designed to kill humans and that high-impact, high-velocity round will just tear up everything inside. You'll bleed out before we can get you back to life. Um, but I don't think that the people who have them right now in civilian use should be able to keep them. So Beto O'Rourke, a.k.a. Irish Bob, Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here is now he wants to come and take everybody's guns again. He goes back and forth. Sidebar, you know, his dad did an interview with Dallas Morning News, Pat O'Rourke, and he was the one who said he gave up the game. He goes, yeah, they nicknamed him Beto because they thought it would play better with Hispanic voters. They, that's literally they deleted the article, but it's on way back the way back machine because the Internet never forgets. It's so wonderful. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not ever going to happen you know the whole thing about ballistics and all this stuff that people are like oh the air 15 that takes i was reading about where this claim came from and it was a single dude in vietnam who he claimed that he uh, decapitated a Viet Cong's head with a single shot from a full auto ar-15 ar-15s are not full auto you stupid stolen valor moron now m16s which are different and which you can't go into Walmart and buy, those were. There's no, again, these people lie. And then all the media completely, it's the stupidest thing I've ever read. Jeez. 
Yeah, so this, this, it's no. Sorry, 556 is not doing that. This is so stupid. I just can't believe that you have people who don't even really understand how firearms work and they want to go out there and, and lecture everybody about ballistics and everything else. Just, it's, these are the people that are determining laws. How do you think, do you, does, does Beta Work think that, first off, before I start here, let me back up. Because I know there are people out there that are very, concerned about criticizing law enforcement action outside of Rob Elementary School in Uvalde. I'm only going to say this one time. I'm not going to say it again because I know my audience is smarter. The people who stood outside and hesitated in Uvalde are obviously, I can't, I get aggravated. I even have to preface my remarks with this crap. I mean, people are smart enough to realize, right? That not everybody's the same. You had off duty, Cops that went in and the ones who were on duty that had the guns stood outside. So we know that there's, you know, clearly not everyone is like the people who were on duty and stood outside. You had off duty who ran in. Do I need to baby step this anymore? I get so aggravated that people think that you're making a universal statement when you criticize one group. We've gotten so stupid as a nation. It's embarrassing sometimes that you have to sit here and preface remarks with this stuff. And then you get, oh, well, you know, I thought you backed the blue. I backed the law and I black lawful enforcement of the law. But I don't pledge fealty to anything and deny any kind of even legitimate criticism of any group at all whatsoever. And I'm not going to be browbeaten or emotionally blackmailed into being denied any kind of criticism of unjust actions because then it'll be spun as, well, you don't back all. I don't back bad enforcement. And nor do most cops. So my point is. Are we to believe from Beto O'Rourke that the cops, the ones who are now not taking questions, people like Aaron Dondo and the people like Scott Israel, all those people. Are they going to be the ones that are going to come around? They're not brave. They're, I'm being real. If you're hesitating outside of, of, a, of a gun-free zone school and you have the means to go in and stop a murderer and you're tasing parents from going in, are we to believe that that same person's going to have the balls to go to millions of American homes and confiscate guns? Because those people aren't going to be like parents that you tase and they just flop on the ground. Just saying. So, I, I, his remarks are ridiculous. And apparently there's not enough, uh, there's not enough uh, unity in the Democrat Party where they feel comfortable in going forward with a lot of this stuff. I had this piece, and you need to sign up for my chapter and verse newsletter at Substack. Because we know that we heard from, from that, that specific, that particular department that they were hesitant to enter the school. And I just, I want to bring this up one more time. Because this is part of the Protecting Our Kids Act. This is the legislation that's in committee in the House right now that they're expected to bring forward tomorrow. And what they're proposing as part of the Protecting Our Kids Act is increasing the age of purchase for, for because you have to be 21 to purchase a handgun, which I personally think that's unconstitutional. Uh, and, you, and they want to increase the age to purchase a, law, a rifle from 18 to 21, which I also think is unconstitutional. And here's why. Uh, well, obviously, it's unconstitutional because it's a violation of your Second Amendment. But additionally, it doesn't make sense. And here's why. The Uvalde killer had murderous intent. And we talked about this. I mean, he tortured animals. He was known to cops. 
He drove around and randomly shot people with his BB gun. He tried to fight random people in the park. Oh, did you hear about how he was threatening women with rape and murder? Yeah, it also came out that he was threatening to kidnap, rape, or kill women online. Did you know that? He stopped coming to work and then he dropped out of school. He, through his job at Wendy's, he somehow was able to save $4,000 for rifles and ammunition. By the way, for all the people going after Daniel Defense, are you going to boycott Wendy's too? Because Wendy's, he apparently earned the money there to go and buy the rifles. So are you going to boycott Wendy's and all the people who went to Wendy's? Because that's how he got his money. I mean, I'm just asking for the sake of consistency. But no one said anything. No one said anything. His crap family didn't notice. Just like in Buffalo and just like in Parkland. He had murderous intent. So as his violent behavior escalated, are we really to believe that a proposal like an age increase would have removed his murderous intent? Because the killer in Las Vegas's 2017 tragedy, that massacre, that that murderer was 64 years old. Virginia Tech, he was 23. Where's the guarantee that the Uvalde killer would just simply wait instead of going to the black market where the majority of criminals, according to DOJ study, two DOJ studies and more, get their guns? Four out of five criminals obtain their guns illegally. Washington Post, Chicago Tribune. I have receipts linked for you. One of the latest, the source and use of firearms involved in crime survey of prison inmates 2016 from the DOJ. About 1.3% of prisoners obtained a gun from a retail source and used it during their offense. Handguns are the most type, common type of firearm possessed by state and federal prisoners. 18% each, 11% of all used a handgun. And amongst prisoners who possessed one, 90% did not obtain it from a retail source. Breaking that down further, 79% got it from the black market. Others were theft and straw purchase. There you go. That's the Department of Justice, by the way, under Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Oh, you mean it wasn't publicized? Yeah, that's because like the CDC that didn't publicize numerous surveys on defensive gun usage, it violated the gun control narrative that wants to deprive you of your rights by telling you that the people like the ones who stood outside of the Robb Elementary School are the only ones that you can count on to protect you and your loved ones. Also, and I, I included in there everything from the, the FBI Uniform Crime Reports and the link as well. Someone asked me about that link. So when you click it, it goes to the Crime Data Explorer. That explores all of the data that is collected by the FBI. And you can look in there and you can start from the time that they begin storing all of this. Info- I mean, they, you, they have the, the previous records going back to the mid-90s. But um, you can search... You can search for offender, you can search for weapon, you can search for demographic. They, they actually made it a lot easier to get around the website. And this was done just recently in the past year because it hasn't always been so. Uh, but you can even compare, for instance, the use of rifles to hands, feet, and fists. You can look at asphyxiation, incendiary devices, narcotics. You can look and see absolutely everything on there. So this is my point. This is all part of the Protecting Our Kids Act. It doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't solve the problem. Now, the other issue. If a government is going to demand a gun-free zone anywhere, they need to guarantee the safety of everyone that they are forcing to disarm. That should be required. 
Yesterday I mentioned this, and I want you to keep this in context too, especially considering some of the other stuff that's going to be debated about in the Senate when they reconvene on the 6th. You have two cases. One is a federal, one is a federal court, the other Supreme Court, Castle Rock v. Gonzalez, which we told you, told you about yesterday. And the other case had to do with Parkland. Because you had a judge that determined that the school district and sheriff's office, they had no constitutional duty to protect the students there. That was a federal ruling. Castle Rock v. Gonzalez, police do not have an affirmative obligation to protect you through enforcement of restraining orders granted by the state. Lawmakers will send police to arrest nail technicians, but not to protect kids. Keep that in mind. We have more to come. We got Florida man on the way as well. We're going to get into that. We're also, I got some wokery for you. Wait until you hear this story of what the, what a media outlet did. A media outlet, there was a rape survivor. And they actually changed her story to avoid misgendering her rapist. Oh, I know. We're going to discuss that and more here. So you don't want to miss. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P-50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. Listen, this AR-15's got to go. Gotta I'm go. sorry. It's got to go. You know, You know, I think about those ten, the, the people up in Buffalo who are still suffering because they still can't go shop anywhere because nobody will bring a supermarket where these folks are living. Mm-hmm. There is too much at stake here. Too many lives have been at stake yeah. and too many damn little kids. I'm sick of seeing people talk about, well, we should do something. No, we should do something. And I don't care, NRA. You got to give that gun up. You can have your other yeehaw guns, whatever what you want. What is a yeehaw gun? AR-15. Wait, 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 hold up. Pop, pop, pop. Kane, what is a yeehaw gun? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I've seen a lot of things out there. I've seen a lot of different type of guns. And I'm like, wait, 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 hold up, hold up. I do not have in my possession a yeehaw gun. That's a great, Dibs, that's a great company band name. Or company band name. Company name. Yeehaw Guns Inc. The Yeehaw 15. <gasps> Dibs trademark. I actually kind of now want to just just so I can do that. You know what? I'm literally actually, I'm I'm actually going to see what I can do. I want to make a gun company and I want to call it Yeehaw Guns. Yeah. Yeehaw Guns. May, have like my own. That would be sweet. Yeehaw 15. That's all you need, right? Yeehaw 15 because it's apparently it's specialer. <laughs> I mean, if I'm believing. Ted Danson's ex-girlfriend. It's specialer, right? All right, so apparently there's a verdict in that Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing, which has been America's guilty pleasure as we simmer in the suck. So it's apparently going to get read in... About an hour. Oh, is it an hour? Yeah. Oh, okay, so an hour. A little more than an hour. Oh, I was looking... I was looking... I'm 12.55 Central, and I just... I don't know why. I looked up and I saw thought three and i was like everything's by eastern time stupid media and so i just assumed it meant like coming up so anyway there you go all right oh my word so we're going to we well we'll be off air i think at that time so i don't care 
But anyway, it's coming today. And I just, you know, I'm just saying. Yeehaw Guns, Inc. It's all, dude, it's all. All right, I need to move on because I'm going to get stuck on this forever. I'm already designing merch mentally. Let's go ahead and kick it. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. I'm not going to lie, I half expected there to be some vanilla ice there. Right. All right, Jade, let's kick it. A Florida gallery owner is charged with peddling fake, fake Banksy, uh, Warhol, all kinds of famous uh, artist paintings to Richie Rich Palm Beach buyers for lots of tens of thousands of dollars and then using them to fund his lifestyle. Daniel Buaziz is charged with ma- mail and wire fraud. And like uh, Lichtenstein, uh, oh, apparently he also, he bought a Lamborghini, Rolex, and Cartier, and he got caught. He's got like a swanky storefront too, which actually, he owns two galleries. And he sold like a fake Warhol for like $85,000. Holy, wow. It's pretty bad. So, yeah, he's in a lot of trouble. That Florida man, you can't, you know, because those people will know if you're giving them some fake stuff, I would think. I don't know. A Florida man threw chili at someone and got a felony battery charge. Did the chili have beans? That's all I care about, for really, from this story. WFLA, St. Petersburg man was arrested on felony charge of throwing chili. The affidavit said that George Neil Armstrong, oh boy, age 50, George Neil Armstrong, He poked a victim in the face, took a bowl of chili out of the microwave, and threw it on him. It started with an argument that escalated. He's in trouble. Jiminy Christmas. A Lake Lane man exposed himself and took a deucer in a uh, clothing store. Yes, he did. WFLA. What is wrong with you, WFLA? The Lake Lane man was arrested. He committed an obscene act in a Treasure Island clothing store. And then, um, well, then he relieved himself. Deuce in the aisle. He's in jail. Stick with us. Third hour on the way. There's a lot of factors that go into a race and how how well you do. And the biggest change for me is that I'm happy. And sophomore year, um, where I had my best times competing with the men, I was miserable. And so having that and I be lifted is incredibly relieving. I was horrible and I like didn't didn't place at all. I was really bad. Now that I'm competing against a bunch of women, I'm in first place. It's amazing. Welcome. <laughs> Full disclosure. Kane and I watched Norm Macdonald's special last night and the the influence effect has lasted and carried over into today's show. So I'm just saying please when you're judging us or me, or him. Please keep that in mind. Welcome back to our program, our little program here. Third hour of our show. And I... Uh, Leah Thomas totally does have Kenny G hair. I do agree with that. And also, So that was that uh, Leah Thomas, and he was talking about competing as a... I just... Uh, He's like, there are a lot of factors that go into a race. And how well you do. And. Kane, you okay? Hmm? 
It's just so funny to me that it's like, man, I was so unhappy when I was losing to men, but now that I'm winning against women, I'm so happy. <laughs> He's like, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, when you're competing, it just, just doesn't matter. You know, all the factors that go into a race, like having balls, very important when you're competing against women to have those because you will win if you do, right? And they don't violate any now wait a minute hear me out it doesn't violate any like doping regulation right you can have balls but the stop i'm being scientific it's not my fault if you are impure with your thoughts sir well i'm trying there's a lot of there's a lot of syllables in that we have an hour left stop i mean come on but you have to have the beans you know what i mean if you're competing against women, but if the if the women, and that's a great, I mean, you're naturally stronger. So, and if a woman wants to try to replicate the same effect of you, you know, having, you know, the balls, if she wants to replicate that, she would have to take hormones and all, and then she's bounced for uh, for doping. So it's look at that. I mean, you're uh, you win. It's a great tactic. Nike. I have an idea. This one's free. I'm just saying, if I were an executive at Nike, Kane, I wouldn't, you know how they have the Just Do It logo? Just have balls. But where's the lie? Why haven't they thought of that yet? Swoosh. Just have her. You know, I'm just... It makes sense. I mean, can you believe that people would actually compete in women's races without having those? Right? I mean, you win. Kane, you could win. You could immediately, right now, Kane, you could be a superstar athlete if you just identified as a woman. Right. That'd be a... be a good move on my part if I felt like I was miserable competing with people in my own age group and gender. Yeah, right? I mean, you would, uh, I mean, you would own them broads. You'd beat the hell out of them, right? You could, you could, you could probably go to the Olympics. Don't you want to go to the Olympics, Kane? That's, uh, that's get medals and stuff. Yeah, you would totally medal. Because wouldn't I feel like I earned it? You did, right? Such a great feeling. Right? You would it'd be, I'm just saying, that's how you could compete. So Leah Thomas, you know, he's just saying, hey, uh, you know, a lot of things factor into uh, a race. And having the testicles is a big part of that. Just saying. Where's the lie? I mean, it's, I'm just being honest here. I'm sorry if people don't appreciate the honesty and I'm just, you know, I'm giving you suggestions. If you want to be a superstar athlete, just go and uh, compete against the women. Right? Yeah. Easy enough. Just saying. That seems, you know. Now, speaking of um, women and men, where's my story here? Here it is. The BBC, this is crazy, the British Broadcasting Corporation. They are run by the government. 
They changed a victim's statement. This is according to the Times of London. The BBC had published a story about a woman who had claimed she'd been raped. But her alleged attacker was a transgender woman. You have to say it with a British accent because it's a very serious British story. The quote from the Times, the BBC changed the testimony of a rape victim after a debate over the pronouns of her transgender attacker. The woman referred to her alleged rapist as him, but insiders said that her words were changed to avoid misgendering the abuser in an article on the corporation's website. The report then went on to say that throughout the statement, every incidence where the pronouns he or him had been used the BBC altered the language to read they or them. See? So it's like Ricky Gervais said, what if she rapes you? See? I'm just saying. So like, for instance, I can't even read the sentence from her statement, I don't think. Um, let me try. Just let me, hang on, I'm going to try. So the statement from the One of the parts of the story for the victim, for instance, they said, uh, she said, quote, I was too young to argue and had been brainwashed. Uh, This is what she told the BBC. Brainwashed by queer theory. So he was a woman, even if every fiber of my being was screaming throughout. He used physical force when I changed my mind upon seeing his male copulatory organ. And he raped me. That's the statement. And then she was threatened and he was like, I'll out you as a turf. If she didn't sleep with him. So he was like using physical and emotional force on her. And she apparently was like crying throughout and all of this other stuff. And so then she's been called a turf and has been bullied because she reported him. Because apparently, according to some of these hardcore activists, it's, I guess if a man identifies as a woman, then it's not rape. That's honestly the way that some of the attacks on her are going. Which makes my point about protections for women. There was another woman who was interviewed for the piece. And she was terrified to, uh, to report her rape by a man who identified as a woman. Because she thought that people would go- attack her. Because apparently it's viewed as victimizing the man who identifies as a woman. This is how far. Great job, Barbara uh, or uh, uh, Gloria Steinem and all these third wave feminists. The Linda Hirschmans of the world. So they're shamed for not saying anything. And the BBC, when reporting the story, was more concerned with misgendering the rapist than actually telling the victim's story, apparently. I mean, now do you see why I want an asteroid to strike this rock? Wow. Wow. And they said that they had she because she referred to her rapist throughout, you know, the story is him. So they went and changed everything because they feared misgendering the rapist. I mean, I think that he would be more concerned with being called a rapist than him. I mean, but he is a rapist. So maybe that's the thing is like, yes, well, I did rape her. But how dare you call me him? So that's the worst thing is for the wrong pronoun, but not the rape. Well, yes, he's a rapist, but how dare you call him her him? What if she rapes you? (laughs) That's the... 
it's this is i man this is insane utterly insane and yeah they were all male references now there's one reporter from the bbc that apparently like put it they they said anonymously that it was the woke ideology duh they said they edited out all the male references and they said the woke bros at the website wanted to make them female because of misgendering i can't think of any other situation where we would change the words of a rape victim that's his direct quote wow <sighs> here's where we are yay earth so now, there's more. I have more. New Yorkers, because all the other things have been solved in New York. They really got it down. I mean, yeah, there was like a ton of crime over Memorial Day weekend. I get it. But you know what's going to make this go away? This great new initiative announced by Governor Kathy Hochul. You can choose X as the gender marker on your state ID. So like when you commit a crime, Nobody knows who the hell to look for. Great. Yay. Woo. I'm just saying. The change. Can, can I? Can I want to. Can I just say. I'm, can we. If that's up for debate on driver's license. Like what else is. Hmm. Isn't this like some Jedi mind trick stuff. No it's not he or she. It's X. You don't need my gender. The change applies to driver's licenses. Learner permits and non-driver IDs. Is it really that big of a deal on your driver's license? I mean, is that something you show around to everybody? It's like everybody gets a flag because it's like pride. It's rainbow capitalism month. Everybody gets a flag, a flag based on who you have sex with. That's what the flag is. How do you do it? Like, did you go to a flag office and then they ask you like how you have your intercourse and then they determine how to assign the flag based on that? I mean, I have so many questions. It's just all so ridiculous. So, yeah, this in New York, every person has, they deserve to have an identity document. Maybe they also deserve to not be stabbed or pushed onto a damn subway track. But that's, you know, later on down the list of concerns for Governor Kathy Hochul. And then apparently, don't forget, the State Department of Social Security, you get to select X on your gender identity on passports and Social Security documents. How well does that work, though, if you're like traveling out of country and you go to another country that does not have that same, you know, they don't have that reciprocity on being able to choose whatever bits you want. And I mean, do, does anyone actually ask that question or answered it? Right. How well do you think that would work? Say you're going to Saudi Arabia, Kane, or Abu Dhabi. You know, say you want to go to the, like some of those beautiful resorts, like the one that they have built into the palm and a palm tree. I heard Posh and Beck's got a place there. What if you want to go there? Write an Airbnb. Do you think the Saudis are going to be like, oh, yes, clearly you have a Frankenbeans, but it says she here on the, uh, or X here on the document. Do you think that that's going to be, is there reciprocity there? I'm just curious. I don't know. This is how far the world has gone. Coming up, I'm going to tell you about how now our Taco Bells aren't even safe. Yep. Apparently, there's a drag brunch. Whole new meaning to south of the border. Okay, we've got... And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. 
Top Gun Maverick now faces being banned in China because they put the Taiwan flag back on Maverick's leather bomber jacket as they're not looking to please Hollywood censors. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick, they, yeah, Tencent pulled out and they put, they slapped that Taiwanese flag on that jacket. And uh, I feel like if they don't play, if they don't get, have access to Chinese theaters, then I feel like I'm going to go see it again, which I am anyway, but I might go see it a third time or even just like buy a ticket and not because I want it to be a super blockbuster hit. But I mean, it is already. It's setting all kinds of records. But yeah, being banned in China is uh, like an award. Dang. A Pacific hurricane could potentially become a problem for Florida. The Hurricane Agatha remnants in southern Mexico may play a crucial role in forming a tropical depression that could develop all the potentials are there in the southeastern Gulf of Mexico or the northwestern Caribbean Sea on Thursday or Friday. They said it could help give birth to a brand new storm system on the Atlantic side. Just jumping right over there. Quintana Roo just like hitting boom right over and then going into the Gulf. That's kind of scary. I hope it doesn't, but man, hopefully it'll... You would think that it would lose some of the energy going over that strip of land, but, you know, it apparently hasn't. Pennsylvania election officials don't know how many votes have been counted in the Senate primary. For the love. That's at Oz, who supports uh, red flag laws and all the gun control. That that's just, Now you see why with everything. Why I don't want a soft on the second senator in there, like Greetings or Oz or somebody like that. Uh, but they said, nope, they don't have any idea how many people voted in the primary. Yeah. And Canada is going to temporarily decriminalize some drug possession while banning all the guns and confiscating them. There you go. Stick with us. We got a lot more in store. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. We'll be calling on the Coast Guard more and more frequently, as you know, to underwrite the international maritime security to keep the sea lanes open and secure, to uphold a rules-based international order, to protect the waters, as was mentioned, through which nearly one quarter of the United States GDP is transported, to manage the impact of climate change becoming more extreme, more extreme weather and growing migration flows. In addition, you see what's happened in the Arctic. Arctic's going to change drastically and become like a, a place that is going to also potentially generate potential conflict in terms of dominating art as it melts. That's Joe Biden talking about uh, checks notes. The Coast Guard is going to fight the weather. Climate change. Oh, jeez. He talks like a... He sounds like a drunk. Arctic, you know, since the sub is melting. He definitely doesn't have the energy of his amateur porn star son, Hunter. One of the first headlines that I saw this morning was, uh, so they had, uh, and by the way, welcome back to the show, Dana Lash here. Well, Kane is correct. That's crack energy. I mean, you have like regular energy and then there's crack energy, which is literally crack. But... (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, they said that. What was it? Where's the story at? I think I I closed the story because I didn't want to look at the screen anymore. It's so awful. Hold up. I closed it because it's Hunter's shirt. Oh, God, here it is. So apparently he made his own um, amateur gross romantical times videos. And he has search history was full of nothing, pretty much nothing but 18 years old. Lonely Widow and Milf 
crack cocaine porn. Those are direct quotes. And it's so gross. Like the photos and this, I can't deal, man. I'm not even clicking this link. Because I, is there eye bleach? Because I don't think that there is. I'm not clicking the link. It's gross enough. Just the headline is gross enough. But it's uh, gross. I can't. I can't deal. I can't deal anymore. But that's the uh, first son, right? He's the first son. Yeah, Biden speaking. I half expect now, anytime Biden speaks, and especially when he talks to reporters and he kind of goes off the rails a little bit, I half expect a bunny to come out that Easter bunny to come out and like intervene right freak out wave its arms try to stop him from speaking but they're fighting inflation and stuff maybe although Janet Yellen admitted that she got that one wrong oops it's kind of a big thing to get wrong can we talk about Taco Bell Kane does not want to. I'm not going to lie. I um, First off, I'm being inundated with the gay Marines, the gay NASCAR, everything gay. I don't get the rainbow capitalism. It's like they have the thing. Hold up. Let me pull this up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to weave Taco Bell in here. So the Marines tweeted out a thing where they said, Something blah, 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 I don't know, dignity, respect, everything else. I mean, as though like that, you can't live that unless you, you know, whatever. But they um, had the combat helmet and then they had different, they had ammo rounds with different rainbow tips. Gay bullets? High caliber gay bullets. Just saying. They... Make you explode into a rainbow. I don't know. But everybody. So the NASCAR people put it out. I don't know why NASCAR's apologizing for something. I don't know. It's so ridiculous. Everything is. But you made a good point. We were talking privately. But I thought you made a good point. What did you say when we were on break? You know, I was like, that actually, yeah, that's. I think businesses just want to be passed over. You know, they want to be passed over of criticism. They don't want to be criticized. Uh, by the these groups and these groups have been known to you know damage at least on a pr level some of these businesses that don't play along hmm true i do agree that i do agree that i think that's why some of them doing it they even had the holy sea out there the holy sea with the rainbow stuff with the the rainbow capitalism and now taco bell Western Journal has this story, and it's a New York Times story, too. So apparently, um, there is a, it's the Taco Bell drag brunch. It's an actual thing. And it's on Taco Bell's website. Actual Taco Bell's website. They said, Taco Bell slays the breakfast game with drag brunch tour across the U.S., Introducing Taco Bell Drag Brunch, multi-city events at select Taco Bell cantinas across the country, celebrating drag culture and LGBT plus community. It's a one-of-a-kind experience. 
Wow. So, I, they say here, they go, they have a culture, their chief global brand officer at Taco Bell. And then they say, we understand the importance of creating safe spaces for the alphabet people. I'm not saying all the letters. Community and are thrilled to provide a unique experience that spotlights and celebrates the wonderful art form of drag and its influence on culture. Wait a minute. So you can't feel safe unless you got a drag show where you eat your burritos? Yeah, at a fast food place. Doesn't that seem maybe I'm being stereotypical. But I thought that the alphabet people isn't like the running thought in pop culture that they're, I mean, they're kind of bougie. Like you're going to be like really in a Taco Bell. Right. So they, they have drag brunches at Taco Bells. It's the Taco Bell actual drag brunch. Because you apparently if you don't have drag reading time or yeah, gun safety brunches at Taco Bells. That's a good point game where's the gun safety brunch i just don't feel represented unless i have a particular brunch with me at a taco bell i need that right they can i read this i gotta read this this is so funny they have shimmering boxes of burritos kane steve you're gonna have to you're gonna have to help us because we're about to go off the rails um Hmm. Okay. So, and they have mimosas and their shimmering boxes of burritos, Cinnabon, and all kinds of stuff. So that's, and then the drag show. So that's what they're doing at the Taco Bell. Uh, that's, that's, I don't get it. Why? What about, and then it's like on their actual website. I don't get hungry. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, shimmering boxes of bread. You can get sausage, bacon, or veggie. <laughs> Kane? Stay quiet. I can't, man. Don't look at me. Don't, I gotta, we gotta get through this segment. Don't look at me, man. I'm just gonna put up, I gotta put, don't look at me. I can't look at you right now. I'm blocking your visage. <laughs> um... They said that they're wearing frilly skin tight frocks with Taco Bell logos on the bellies. And there's one, they interviewed some guy named Tenderoni. Oh, who boy. Was <laughs> Good God. <laughs> what does this have to do with. Okay, no, I can't say that either. I was going to say, what does this have to. Where do I go with this? Where do I go? Oh my gosh. Um, well, Kane, here, wait a second. We got to do a sidebar. So um, we need to have like quick elevator music when I do a sidebar with Kane live on air. Because I was going to say, Kane, what does this have to do with? So that's why. I can't. Anyway, that's so where where's the asteroid that's going to kill us all? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I, there are venues that, you know, are great for these type of things, right? If people want to do that, I'm not against people doing these things. 
in these venues. As a matter of fact, if Taco Bell made the decision, I'm actually not even against it either. I'm going to choose not to go because I, I don't get hungry when I see those things. Matter of fact, I lose my appetite. I don't know how Taco Bell would make any money when people are losing their appetites. But they're, you know, they're free to do it. I just, and they're only doing them in select places apparently, and I don't care or remember where they are. Uh, So you have the Marines with the rainbow bullets. You have the, oh, the State Department, don't forget. They, they said that they flew... They're they're flying the flag something whatever alphabet I don't know that's what they it's just so it's so ridiculous everything is so over the top and it's all rainbow capitalism but like you said it's almost yeah it's like Passover right, right. no wait a minute here's our rainbow products even Barstool's doing it do you, and again it's a flag for how you do it. How you get it on? It's a flag. And with whom? Out of all the things to get a flag for, doing it is not the thing that I would assume that you would be getting a flag for. Like, if you're going to give somebody a flag, you know, make it like a calling card in Call of Duty or something. Like, this was your mission and you achieved XYZ and here's your thing. But this is just, oh, you like to have, you know, to intercourse with, you know. Yeah, and to point out those women with women or whatever, and to point out those you know the absurdities of it, somehow makes you know you a hater in their eyes or something. Do you actually have to have a flag, like an actual government legitimized flag, in order to feel good about yourself? That's sad to me. Branches of government feel that way, apparently. That's just sad to me that you need a that. I mean, I don't need a flag. What what would you get a flag for if you could have a flag for something? I would have a Jolly Roger on black. That's it. The skull and crossbones? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I would have. That's all I... But I don't want a flag because I don't... Ca- I really... I'm not two. <sighs> There's only 29 days left in the month. So the Air Force came out with something, too. So glad that we're all doing this instead of, I don't know, like looking at our geopolitical foes and making sure that we have, you know, preparedness on lock. Right. Seems like that would be the thing. Uh, and I'm actually surprised that no one's getting mad at the Marines with those rainbow bullets. Because if anybody else did anything like that, they would say, oh, you're promoting violence. Like, who are the gay bullets for? Or I know like several that. Marines that aren't happy with that whole thing. I don't know a Marine who is. Right. And then they have the Air Force where it looks like, a friend of mine said it looks like this broad, like she has a rainbow colored hand doing a salute. And it looks like she shoved her hand into the chest of a like a, a rainbow bright character and pulled out their heart. That's what it looks like. I don't know what else that's just weird to me. Want a behind the scenes look at the Dana show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. That little subscribe link on top of that website. That's exactly where you can go and sign up for that newsletter. And uh, I always send stuff out every morning. Always good. And then we do some deep dives as well. And like I said, tomorrow there's going to be some legislation moving from the House uh, as it pertains to gun control. And we'll keep an eye on that as well. And then, of course, they're having that whatever the Depp heard verdict coming up here in, what, a few minutes at the top of the next hour, apparently. So, uh, 
I don't know if you're if you're one following that. I have some friends that are following it almost a little too closely. So anyway, well, there's we may or may not talk about that tomorrow. It all depends on how crazy it is. So it did. In, in addition to all of this, we were talking about the rainbow capitalism from everybody from U.S. Air Force to NASCAR to the Holy See. And I wish that there was more attention given to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who basically said, oops, about inflation and about being wrong about inflation. In fact, her quote was, I was wrong about the path that inflation would take. She said, I didn't fully understand it. I mean, it began rising in what, late February, I don't know, March of 2021 after it was right after Biden signed the two trillion dollar America rescue plan, American rescue plan. And they said that everybody denied it, like all these news stories denying it. Jen Zaki said it was temporary transitory. Ron Klain said it was a high class problem, temporary and transitory. I'm looking at all these clips that I have in my bookmarks. Transitory. Tra- all, I did, all I had to do is because I, ha- I tagged it transitory. I have all these media outlets, Washington Post, The Atlantic, Axios, Daily Beast, CNN, NBC, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, another piece from CNN, another piece from NBC, another piece from WAPO. Transitory, 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 transitory. Headline all throughout the story. It's all transitory. Well, now here you have the Treasury Secretary saying, yeah, well, oops. She didn't fully understand that the, in fact, this shock was anticipated. All right, today's stupidity, Kane, as if if that's not enough. Uh, Biden's director of the National Economic Council, Brian Deese, is just out there straight up lying, and of course the mainstream media doesn't even bother correcting him. We're also seeing that in terms of the strength of uh, household balance sheets as well. Uh, Savings is up. Uh, Debt is down. Um, that's not even close to true. Just simply Google it. Mm-hmm. Outlets like Washington Post, New York Times, they'll, they'll, you'll see the numbers. This is an outright lie, and the mainstream media is not even bothering in the mm-hmm. press pool there at the White House. It's just weird. Completely agree. Yeah, I agree. All right, folks, that does it for us today. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter. All kinds of good stuff there. Have a good evening. Great rest of your day. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.